getting ass now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. It's the HBCU Football heart Daily away. Podcast for today, Friday, July 12th. I'm Donald Ware. SIAC week continues as we preview the schools from the SIAC today. Of course, yesterday we were in Atlanta previewing Clark Atlanta. We're going to stay in Atlanta today. Rich Freeman in his 13th season as the head football coach at Morehouse had a chance to talk with him. I tell you what, he's got some firepower coming back in 2019 his quarterback was elite comes back his running back was elite comes back he's got some good defensive players a good offensive line some good receivers I mean this is a and and when you're talking about the eastern division it is very tough you've got the likes of the defending champion Albany State Golden Rams who are going to be tough Benedict going to be tough once again and the thing about last year it was a situation for Morehouse where I And I don't think a lot of people saw Morehouse coming. To me, it was all about Benedict. I knew Albany State was going to be pretty good. I didn't, you know, because Morehouse had had some rough patches. But but they were good. Very good, as a matter of fact, on last year. Just didn't get it done uh, at the end of the season, ultimately. So, as a matter of fact, when talking with Coach Freeman, we talked for a very long time. So, let me go to break. Let's come back. Let's talk with Rich Freeman, the head football coach at Morehouse. You're locked in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network. Box to Row. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Row.com has you covered. Ooh. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Row.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader it's donald ware hosted from the press box to press row the biggest names our guests on box to row that is the voice of kevin durant oh yeah well i'm just you know trying to get better every single day you know uh, we've been through a lot as a team and i enjoy playing with a great group of guys hey this is ronda rousey this is michael vick hi this is layla ali hey what's up everybody this is skylar diggins hey it's alex morgan with the u.s women's soccer team i'm talking about none other than serena williams oh thank you very much thank you that was definitely one of the better matches i've ever played i've had it just like that you know i was really focused and i was really um ready and serious just really you know excited Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant, radio. All right, in his 13th season as the head football coach at Morehouse is Rich Freeman. Been a while, and that's why you come to these things because, you know, you, you, they talk about dean of coach. I mean, like, so Willie Slater's been 14 years at Tuskegee, but Mike White's been 30-some-odd years between all, mostly at Albany State and, and Benedict. So does it feel like it's been 13 years at Morehouse? It actually doesn't. Uh, that's a testament to – um, our outgoing athletic director, Andre Patillo, we, he'll be duly missed um, after having served the institution for nearly 40 years. Uh, you know, he was a father figure for myself and our coaches and our players. And uh, that time just flew by while we were under his leadership. But at the same time, we're excited about uh, what our new president has in store. 
um, new interim athletic director and Jay Edwards. So we're looking forward to a, a very bright future. And the answer to your question is no, it doesn't feel like it. That time flew by. So let me ask you something sort of off the field. The, the gentleman that made the donation, that's been the biggest, like a huge story that made the, what was it, whatever, 40 million, whatever it was, that he made that huge donation to Morehouse. And it speaks to how, um, you know, alum and people are really feeling about HBCUs and so forth that day. So can you kind of speak to that and what that meant for Morehouse as a whole, but then possibly for your football, how, how may it, it may have been a little residual effect for your football program? Well, I tell you what, that, you know, the credit goes to David Thomas on that one. Our president, uh, we were able to get him to come and, and speak at one of our galas, uh, Candlelight in the Dark. And, you know, after having spoken, you know, uh, getting the opportunity to rub elbows with um, Morehouse and some of his colleagues and student, students as a whole, he made a, a lofty contribution and, and, and gave about $1.5 million and, and, and built some things on campus. Um, and then came back and spoke at our graduation, and that's where he unveiled his plan of uh, absorbing the student loans of everyone that graduated. And, yes, it did come to the tune of about $40 million. Last year was a special year. Um, I attribute um, the start of the year to what we were able to do to get off the blocks with a 6-0 and no start, to get everybody excited, excited about the season and the start of the school year. And everything just seemed to to click from there you know it was a great year and we take no credit for it it was the good lord and his divine providence and we benefited from it as a whole yeah and you know like you mentioned so what was because it to your point the last time i saw you you know you guys were here and then it's been sort of a little bit of a struggle um but last year was special even though maybe it didn't finish like you wanted to it was still seven and three why the turnaround what made it so special for 2018 well, I just think it was time, and again, the, um, the good Lord intervened into our program, and um, I, I just think uh, when, when you experience a lot of pain, I think, uh, you know, you come out fighting, and that's what our kids did. We were faced with um, going into a cons- three consecutive years of losing seasons. That's never happened, um, at least since I've been head coach. We've experienced two years in a row of having losing seasons. We did that twice, but... They came out fighting last year in, in first-class fashion. And um, we had some players that um, really, you know, really want to, to, to make a name for themselves and um, try to get some extra scholarship money, try to do some things to bring visibility to the college, play for their family members, play for girlfriends, play for opportunity to uh, play on the next level. Whatever the case may be, it all came together. And uh, we're excited and happy about where it's going to take us because we talk about legacy. You know, it's not just that's the 2018 season and that's it. No, we're playing for a greater cause. We need facility upgrades. And so guys play knowing that they're going to play a big factor in um, exciting the administration, exciting the donors to get them to contribute. Even though they're not going to play in it, they'll be able to come back as alums and be proud that a stadium or a new field was donated off of the sweat and blood and tears that they shed. Tell me about the two gentlemen that you've brought with you today. Two special people, you know, hand-picked, no doubt about it. Uh, to my left, Tramel Gooden, wide receiver. Uh, Tramel um, ascended as a go-to guy for us. Uh, we went back and did our quality control 
and looked at every uh, small detail of our program. And we noticed that nearly on every third down situation, pivotal situation, we were throwing the ball to this guy. And I don't think that was something that we were trying to do. It just happened that way, you know. And um, he had two catches for us in pivotal situations against Miles and against um, uh, Tuskegee that led to victory. So I'm, I'm excited about him, two-sport athlete, and an even better person. And then to my um, far left is uh, Ed Nelson. Ed Nelson came to us as a gate scholar. You know, this guy is a borderline genius academically, and um, he's, not costing, he's not costing our football program a penny. You know, he's on full academic scholarship, and he's making good of that. Um, you, you'll be able to see for yourself he's an eloquent speaker, uh, quite the guy as far as charisma is concerned, charm. Um, he's a good person, and he's an even better football player, led us in tackles for loss, and, um, or came close to leading us. I know for a fact he led us in sacks. So he'll be a dominant force for us as a perimeter football player and as a high football player at safety. So with, with Tremel, is the is the idea, and how, how do you, because you got Mike Sims coming back, then you got Santo coming back as the running back. So, um, how do you get the ball to him a little bit more, meaning Tremel? Believe it or not, that's that's the, the the very problem. That's a good problem to have, but that's the problem that we discussed. We dealt with that last year. Somewhat led to some of our losses. I mean, we could roll the ball off. We had players at every position. And, you know, um, and the good problem that you run into, a good receiver wants the football. And if he's not getting it, he's going to let you know that he's not getting it. I'm not saying we don't have um, players this year. We definitely have some players. But we don't have as many guys that have the talent coupled with the experience that we had last year. So um, I think it's going to be crystal clear to us and to our opponents who we're going to get the ball to. And I find that in many cases that doesn't matter. What matters is if you don't try to get the ball to the guys that you need to get the ball to, then you live with regret. You know, so Santo, um, Tremel, Gooden, we have Reese Knuckles returning, no question about it. Those are three, Frank Bailey, another running back. Those are four explosive players, um, all with uh, Mike Sims as a returning quarterback. So we're excited about it. How's, how does that offensive line look? It's always been good. Takes me back to thinking about the kid, Harewood Ramon, who was drafted, played, played, played a little bit in the league. So how's that offensive line looking? Offensive line got a lot better. We brought a guy in, a young guy, Don Nelson, brought him in as a running backs. He's a former running backs coach that we converted to an offensive line coach. Our method of thinking was he'll be good for the offense. You know, hopefully he'll come along as an offensive line coach. And we got just the opposite, you know. Well, not the opposite because he was good for the offense. But it turns out he was a, a, a technician with the offensive line. So he did a good job with, with those guys. And we have four uh, returning from last year's team. We lost, we lost um, um, who was that? Um, Trey Wilson, I'm sorry. We lost Trey Wilson, uh, which was a tremendous student athlete for us. What is it, Phi Beta Kappa? He, he made last year, so we lost him. That would be a huge loss. But we get the other four back, and we signed about 12 um, offensive linemen. And that was intentional, you know, because we felt like we were a bit thin there, only having five for the entire season. So God was good to us. Strength and conditioning was good um, as well. So 
those are things that we think we'll get better at with the depth on the offensive line. Then who are some of the other guys defensively that you're expecting to really step up for you in 2019? Well, one name that you'll hear me call from year in to year out, and it's been a blessing to continue to be able to call his name, is, is George Copeland. I mean, George Copeland, man, it's, that's just a blessing to have a guy with you the whole 13 years um, as a head coach. I, I don't know why he's still with me. You know, I would think that he would be somewhere chiefing someone else's football program as head coach, but it's been a blessing. So as long as that guy is in the building, you're going to have a chance to stop people. I think uh, opposing offenses uh, respect his philosophy. They respect him as a person, and I think he's a great leader for us over there on that defense side of the ball. Ed Nelson here uh, caused a lot of disruption, and he did it quietly. You know, Nobody um, even considered uh, Ed Nelson towards the end of the season for superlative honors, but he made our defensive player of the year. I thought he was slept on last season. Uh, they won't be able to sleep on him as much uh, this year because he can't come from behind the weed because of what he did last season. You got Julian Turner. That's a returning starter on uh, the defense at linebacker. He led our team uh, in tackles. We got two good corners in Diedrich Vanover, who also um, is the conference champion in the 100 meters. I mean, you talk about a 4-3, possibly 4 2 uh, returning on one of those cornerback positions. So I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, just, just some guys up front, William Callaway, uh, will be a dominant force at the defensive end position. So I'm excited about uh, what we have coming back. Uh, we're going to have to get creative so we can elude the, um, the, the attrition that always uh, sits there waiting uh, to, to cause problems for us. So we got to be um, intentional about how we practice, we got to be smart about how we play our reserve players to, to keep everybody fresh. As special teams coordinator, I got to be uh, mindful of the amount of starters that I have running down, covering kicks, things of that nature, then ask them to come back and play on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, these are all things that we have to sit down as coaches and players because we have some really bright players. So we include our players in the coaching process. We take a lot of interchange from them, and um, we put that stuff to good work, and you see the finished product um, at the end of football games. Last thought, um, how how difficult, is it a difficulty having to play the first three games on the road, and in that same vein, how excited are your guys about playing in Canton against, it's like an old SIAC rivalry in Alabama A&M? Uh, we embrace playing at home, no question about it. Nothing beats playing in front of um, our hometown crowd. Nothing beats playing in front of the community that we love and, and admire and respect. Um, nothing beats playing in front of our um, uh, um, you know, fellow, fellow classmates and uh, fellow coworkers. So nothing taken away from that. But I love the way we travel. You know, we get a chance. Our brand attracts us to play in some first-rate classics. So the experience... A lot of times the guys remember the road games far more than they remember the home games because you get a chance to spend 48 hours together as a team to sit down and break bread together, to explore a new city. You know, so all those things um, are good about, you know, travel. Those are the good, the good things that we take from travel. And let's not forget now, um, we fared pretty, pretty well on the road. Last, <laughs> last year... Last year we had an outstanding record 
as a road football team. And the bulk of the games that we lost, as a matter of fact, all of the games that we lost were right here in Atlanta. We lost to Clark Atlanta uh, at their stadium, and we lost two games at our home stadium. We were undefeated on the road. All right, good luck, Coach. Thank you. That's it for the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today as we had a chance to talk Morehouse and with head football coach Rich Freeman. Thank you to him for joining us on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I want you guys to have a great weekend. Our, our matter of fact, SIAC talk continues on Monday and into next week, as a matter of fact, as well. Don't forget to tune into the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. That program, of course, can be heard on a radio station near you. Log on to our website. If, you're, if you've downloaded this podcast, log on to our website or log back onto our website, boxtorow.com, and click on the affiliates link to find a radio station in your area that carries the program. If you're on boxtorow.com, then go to the affiliates link. Also, you can listen Saturday mornings. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. for my Central Time folks, and 6 a.m. out west on Sirius XM Channel 1. You can get the biggest in the Have a great weekend. I gave them the drill, they set it up, I got them on it. I bought a new paddock, I had to watch so I was too toned. Taking these drugs, I'm gonna be up until the morning. That ain't your car, you just a Lisa, you don't own it. If I'm in the club, I.